greetings, greetings. You know who it is. Once again, welcome to the Into the Cypher podcast. I'm your host, your MC, so to speak. Cypher the MC, the Muhammad Ali of MCs. Back once again with another week has gone by. And by God's grace, we are here to face another week. And we're about to do it together. We're on this journey together. So first and foremost, first and foremost, I love when the music drops, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. So first and foremost, here's what I want you to do. It's at the end of the week, right? Whatever you couldn't get done, don't worry about it. We have a whole new week to go. We have another week. But for this past week, give yourself a round of applause. Pat yourself on the back. Because you've made it this far. You made it this far. You didn't give up. You didn't throw in a towel. You made it this far. So with that being said, you know we got to get the disclaimers out the way. Especially for our new new uh, listeners and things of that nature. We do this every episode to make sure we don't get... Uh, any any uh, legal uh, <laughs> uh, situations. I am not a financial expert. I'm not a relationships expert. I'm not a family therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I don't have any masters or doctorates on my wall from Harvard. I am just a regular, just a regular Joe Schmo. You heard it right, a Joe Schmuel, just a regular guy giving you the benefit of his experience, his observations. You know, I'm an observer of human nature, observer of human beings. Not in a stalkerish sort of way, but I just observe human nature and how we interact with each other. And we're on this path, this journey together to be the very best that we can be and be the very best version of ourselves and be here in the purpose that our creator intended. So with that being said, we've we, we've talked about in previous episodes things dealing with, you know, our our mental health, even our emotional health and 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 finding our purpose and and finding that which moves us and which can propel us to what we're here for. I want to go in a different direction. I want to shift gears. Shift gears ever so slightly. And we're going to talk about our financial health. I I know, I know, no one really likes to talk about money because even myself, I know, I'm not always the best with money. But again, we're going from an observational perspective because we have to observe and, and kind of see where we are in relation to money and finances in order to be able to do anything about it. Okay. We can, again, we can agree to disagree. There's going to be some of you on one end of the spectrum. There's going to be some of you on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe be some of you in the middle. Um, But I do feel that when it comes to finances and things of that nature, we have to make sure that the next generation is set up for success. I, I find it very sad and sometimes frustrating when the next generation go out into the world so to speak and they're ill-equipped they are so ill-equipped when it comes to 
finances and knowing about money and how to handle money and and how to handle finances and how to you know prepare for the future and things of that nature i mean hey for those families that kind of uh come from money so to speak it kind of just naturally flows and and it the learning curve is a little less steep for those of us the majority of us that don't come from money and we have to go out and work and we have to kind of do certain things to try to accumulate uh wealth and things of that nature and, and i'm going to just give you three points I, I may actually make this into a series and and hopefully i'm, I'm hoping that i can uh, of course bring some um some tangible information that will help us um all of us become better stewards of what the creator provides for us so um and and it just just a little backstory again i like to use myself as a as a as a um as an example for for you know many many of these topics and things of that nature what i've seen from is that the adults of this generation or previous generations they were not taught about money so their children or we the parents <laughs> we didn't know anything about money only what they taught us i don't know about you but i was taught to just save just put it in a bank put it in a savings account and just save that's it don't you know don't touch it just save and a little crew interest and that sounded fascinating you know in 93 94 <laughs> going into the 2000s it sounded fascinating but if we fast forward 20 years to now it's like well well actually well 20 20-ish 30-ish years now and it's like well so much has changed i know when i was growing up there was no cash app there was no venmo there was no paypal there was no zelle you know these payment methods were not available it was only cash or card or, or check but if you're a teenager you don't write checks and you were you know you either had cash or if you were one of the lucky ones you had a credit card that was it these days there is a whole new currency that has been developed that has been you know provided you know you got cryptocurrency you got ethereum and bitcoin and and all of these weird names that sound like they're straight out of a comic book and their currency and people are making and making money of course when you play the market in that way and when it comes to currencies you can lose money as well but let's think about this for a second nowhere in any type of education that i accrued high school college or beyond did they ever show me how to be a good steward of money now i did take finance i did take accounting i was a business major uh, in college and things of that nature so it was part of the curriculum but they taught you for the most part when it comes to accounting, you know, accounts payable, you know, debits, credits, uh, accounts receivables, things of that nature. Okay, finance, how, you know, you know, how things work from a macroeconomic or a microeconomic perspective. Okay, but what about me personally? <laughs> it, it was not a, it was not a, 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 an educational point to introduce these things into curriculum 
sooner. And I see now that a lot of kids, they're missing out because the parents weren't taught about money. So the kids know, don't know anything about money except I just want it because I can do stuff with it. That's it. I want it because I can do stuff with it. Nothing else. Like, uh, okay, well, you can do stuff with it, true, but you have to still respect it. You still got to respect it. And here's the thing. I'm going to give you three points. I'm going to give you three points in this episode. And I want you to write them down and I want you to talk to your, your kids or your nephews or your nieces or any young people. And just kind of get an idea of where they are or what they think about money. Because if we don't, if we don't teach them, then they're going to be another generation lost in, you know, they're going to come into the world or go out into the world rather. And they're going to have this idea about money and it's going to be totally wrong. It's going to be totally jacked up and then they're going to find themselves in debt early. You know, just like uh, many of us you know, once we got out of college, guess what? We're already in debt. They just give us six months to find a job so we can start paying that debt back. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, yes, I'm talking about student loans. I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, uh, Joe Biden, the, the plan and all that sort of stuff. That's an episode for another day. But the fact of the matter is we're going to go for number number one. Write this one down. We have to teach and we have to also, as the stewards, stewards and earners of the money, we have to teach our kids to respect money. You have to respect money. If we don't teach them to respect it, they're going to think that, oh, it's, you know, I can do whatever I want with it. And it's always going to be there for me. It's always going to be there for me, no matter what. Um, it's going to be an endless supply of it. I can just go outside and shake a tree and $50 bills will fall out whenever I need it. And that is just not the case. It's definitely not true. So we can't allow them to go into life thinking that money is always going to be there for them and they don't have to respect it. If they don't respect it, then it will always, always suffer the consequences of not having it available for whatever reason before I get into my second point there you know and, and this kind of segues into credit and things of that nature um, if we want to teach our kids about credit we definitely want to make sure that they have a full understanding of it um, but Here's a word from our sponsors that may give us some more insight. Are you someone that is ready to strike out on their own and get their first apartment? You and your roommates are all ready and set to go to live the good life and pretty much get your life started? Or are you about to leave college and looking for a new place to live in a new city with your new degree? Well, guess what? There's a company called Credit Rent Boost that will allow you to get credit for the rent that you pay and get it reported to the credit bureaus. This will not only allow you to boost your credit, but also set you up long term. So when you are ready to make your first purchase as a homeowner, so give them a try. 
creditrentboost.com and you can use promotion code OVM24522. It may be the best decision you ever made. I keep saying it and I'll say it and keep on saying it. That guy's voice is awesome. But of course I'm biased. But anyway, <laughs> when it comes to you know credit and the impact and this is another area that a lot of kids don't really know anything about because it's not part of the curriculum or it's now just starting to be part of the curriculum uh, for some schools in this country but for many kids when they first are starting out going into young adulthood they don't understand how credit works so they don't understand the impact that it can have when they want to try to do something later on in life it's kind of, it's kind of odd, and, and it's kind of, it, it's hard to kind of put into words. But it's something that we definitely also need to touch base with them to get the better understanding. And again, this episode is just kind of just to kind of generalize those, you know, some points of contact because uh, we want to make sure that our kids understand so that way the next generation has a fundamental understanding even if you as a parent don't know all the ins and outs of credit and 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 you know finance and all that sort of stuff i would definitely say just make sure that you do your due diligence you know i'm not a financial advisor so i can't tell you uh something that may not work for you you have to do your own due diligence your own research things of that nature okay and this leads us to number two. We have to learn how to spend less than we make. You know, give yourself an allowance. I know it may seem kind of crazy. You're an adult. You should be able to do, you know, whatever you want with your money. You earned it. You, you toiled those 40, 80, 100 hours or whatever to get paid. But let's put things into perspective. If you give yourself an allowance, you're basically giving yourself a limit of far as what you are allotting yourself to spend. That way, you know, the majority of what you have is going to be going towards bills and your other financial obligations. You give yourself what? You give yourself an allowance. You give yourself an allowance and then what? Now you have you have pretty much you know anything that you could possibly want and it teaches you discipline and that's the key thing we have to discipline ourselves and what better way to do it with an allowance i mean if you have a better way awesome continue using that way if you don't i would say start off with an allowance for yourself you know be mindful it's not going to be four or five hundred dollars or anything such as that but give start off something that's manageable you know forty fifty dollars every two weeks that way, if you want to get something out of the store, a snack or, uh, you know, you want to go, you know, to a, you know, a, a movie in a movie theater, you can use that versus going into the money that you, you're either saving or is set up for another financial obligation. So it kind of helps us. It, it kind of help you out in that way as well. Lastly, we have to balance between needs and wants. Now, there's a certain gender that will say that they need, this is just an example, that they need a pair of shoes. 
they're going out with the girls, with the ladies, and they need a pair of shoes because they chose an outfit that they unfortunately don't have a pair of shoes that matches. Well, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm, I'm not going to uh, go into any, any more specifics, but you know who you are. Um, and fellas, it's not you. Um, that's not a need. That's a want. We have to stop disguising our our, our wants as needs just so we can, you know, justify making a purchase. You know, once you make that purchase and after a set amount of time, you know, even if you keep the receipt these days, it's like, OK, we can we can only going to give you a store credit. We're not going to give you your money back. We can give you a store credit or, or whatever, because they want you to continue shopping. Our economy is totally different now than it was, say, a years, you know, two or three years ago. Right. It's totally different now. So, of course, businesses that have, you know, failed or businesses that have been uh, merged or, or, or acquired by other companies, things of that nature, they're trying to hold on to as much capital as possible. They will give you a store credit. They'll give you a store credit all day because they think, hey, if you have a store credit, you are going to purchase something else with cash or with a card. So they'd rather give you a store credit than a refund or whatever. So that's why we have to look at what we're purchasing. Look at what we're about to buy. Do you really need that grill or do you want that grill? Uh, I know that hurts, fellas. I know you like to, if summertime comes, you want an outdoor grill or things of that nature. Now, if you properly prepare, you know, you give yourself an allowance or you properly prepare to say you know what i'm gonna set aside a certain amount of money for you know miscellaneous things um or, or extra items things of that nature so that way rather than giving yourself an allowance you set up an account to whereas you know what i want to purchase this grill for the summer rather than wait for the summer to come <laughs> and try to purchase the grill at full price i'll set aside a couple of dollars and you know what i'll be able to purchase this grill in the next two months during the winter and just store it for the summer. We have to be smarter with our money. We have to be smarter with how we do things so that way we show the next generation, hey, there is a way to always not only work with what you have, but make it stretch further. Just make it stretch further. And I know it's it's not easy. Trust me, I, I'm, I'm right here with you as I, as I always mention in any episode we're on this journey together so anything that i learn or that i acquire i share with you know i share with the you know with with, with you guys with uh with with, with the cypher nation because we have to grow together we we have to communicate with each other we have to communicate with each other because that's how we grow iron sharpens iron always remember that iron sharpens iron now i know it seems ever ever a challenge to manage finances especially if you're in a relationship and both of you are not on the same page there's always going to be one person and hopefully not both of you but there's going to be at least one person that wants to spend a little bit more outside of their means than they should there's always going to be that one person that's a little bit more sensible when it comes to finances and spending 
than the other individual. And it's always that individual that has to kind of rein in and keep the other person in line and say, hey, no, we can't afford that right now. We can't, you know, we can't buy this right now. We can't do this right now. And you have to do what is best for you, but I, I would like to offer some advice. You're free to take it. You're free to leave it on the table, preferably with a napkin underneath it. Um, <laughs> but I would just say this. You have to be honest. You have to be honest with that individual and, and let them know that the financial uh, decisions that they're making impacts the both of you. It impacts the household. So you really can't say, well, I want this this way or I want this that way. Well, why can't we afford it? Why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? Sometimes you have to rein that person in. You have to sit them down and let them know that they're not being financially responsible to a certain point that is going to benefit the both of you. It has to be mutually beneficial, especially if you're in a two-income household. You can't have one person that's financially irresponsible and another person that is taking care of the bills, making sure that the financial obligations are being met and everything is being taken care of. It is not going to work. It's sad to say that a lot of relationships, even divorces, occur due to financial circumstances. Why? Because the mindset of one individual is drastically different than that of the other. And there is, doesn't seem to be any type of compromise or any type of um, uh, meeting of the mind, so to speak, which is technically a compromise. But you get what I'm saying. There, there's just so much of a dramatic difference between how each individual views money. And we have to get on board. We have to, we have to kind of get on the same page. And, I, and trust me, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But it is going to take time. And if you if you make a valiant effort, so be it. If the other person does not, then it's up to you as far as what you want to do regarding the relationship. But you have to understand this. You have to respect money. You have to spend less. And you have to balance your needs and your wants. So Take that with a grain of salt. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Enter the Cypher podcast. Definitely want you guys to have a blessed week. And as always, before you can love anyone else, you must first love yourself. And I am out this thing. Cypher. I will not lose. Enter the cipher with your life.